When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready for the greatest show in fantasy football history hosted by the incomparable Scott Connor and the one and only Ray GQ? I present to you Destination Chill, where football and fantasy collide. What is good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Destination Chill, December 13th, 2023, the first week of the fantasy playoffs. And I am very blessed to be back with another episode with my boy, Ray G. We're going to be kind of pivoting a little bit in this show, but uh, sorry for the little hang up. We're about 10 minutes late. Some logistics issues that uh, Ray was able to scramble and get fixed. Ray is a fixer. When you need something done, Ray will get it done. So, Ray. What is good? I'm excited for tonight's episode. We're going to talk a little startup strategy. We're going to also going to lead this in on this is probably the week or the next couple of weeks where you should be very, very appreciative and thankful to your dynasty commissioner because we've already seen some stuff go down. Uh, so definitely thank your commission because this is not a fun time if you're a commission. Not only are you probably trying to play in your own leagues, but you're making sure all the fires are getting put out. So you got this fire put out. The stream is live. Uh, 8, 10 p.m., not a.m., like it said earlier. I, I, know, good, I, know, the, I know the people thought we weren't going to do it, Scott. They said, shit, they, they told us 7 a.m., they didn't show. Then I thought it was 8 Eastern, and they didn't show. We're here, baby. We're here. We're in the building. And, yeah, man, uh, it's good. It's good to be here. Nick Pick 6 was happening with you, Cold World Tie. Robert in the building, Savage Gump. A lot of folks in the building tonight. So, man, make sure y'all smash the like button. Tell your friends about it. We're going to have a good one tonight. We're going to have a damn Good show tonight, man. It's always good to talk with you, Scott. Not as fun competing against you in some of these leagues, but it's always good to chop it up with you, my dog. So um, just excited for this one. And we got a lot to talk about, man. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Show some grace to those commissions out there. It's a tough job. It's a it's a tough job. And sometimes there are things that come up in these leagues, Scott, that it's it, it puts the commissioner in a really tough bond. But I'll just say this. If you've never commissioned a, a league, a fantasy league, chasing down money, ensuring rules, weaving through the things that you never thought about, it's tough, Scott. Let's, let's just talk about some of the empathy that we should all have at this time for some of our commissioners, man. Okay, so a couple things. First of all, I think you and I agree we enjoy most, just me and you personally, we enjoy as little constraints in leagues as possible. And the biggest one being no trade deadlines, right? How nice is it be able to go, man, I just lost Justin Herbert. I can go get another quarterback. You know, because you're starting to see these guys, they start to check out. The teams that have nothing to play for, 
You see players making business decisions. You see injuries happening. And is it fair if you have a dope squad and all of a sudden three injuries and now you are out and you have no reprieval? You, you can't go and make a trade. You're stuck. So we are not in favor of trade deadlines. We enjoy the being able to trade the day before the playoffs, hell, the semifinals, the finals, especially with like-minded individuals that, listen, I'm not giving Ray a break. Ray's not giving me a break. Trust me, we are not talking on the phone outside of here going, hey, man, that one league over there, Ray, can you hook me up? Help no. me out there so I'll help you out in that other one. Like, that's not going down in our leagues. We don't like trade deadlines, though. But we've also run into some issues where it ain't in the bylaws. And we have a community out here of really sharp people, right? They got time. They got the mind frame of if it ain't in the bylaws, let's go try some stuff out. And what do you do in cases where, because listen, we're, we're not going through the bylaws. We're not paying a lawyer to read through them and be like, hey, is anyone going to be able to exploit this? Or is there anything you don't foresee that could come up that isn't covered? There's no solution for, there's no punishment for. So how, how do you approach that? Like, are you, just, just talk about how you're feeling about that. Because it's impossible to have it all in the bylaws and it's impossible to predict scenarios. It's tough, man. And I think it starts off at the very beginning of league formation and making sure that you have a league full of, and I'm just going to say good people. You know, good league mates that you're not worrying about integrity. You're not worried about other BS that can happen. I think it all starts at the beginning with the type of league that you're in. And normally, it's all fun and games until money gets involved, right? It's all just fantasy football until it's down to the final four, down to the final six, and $1,000, $2,000, five, ten grand is on the line. And that's where it starts to get a little dicey and it's unfortunate that sometimes commissioners are put in a situation where they have to rule or make a decision that is going to affect another roster and another manager but in my opinion man people are human things happen and as much as we want every league to to run smoothly without a hitch as long as as long as there's not blatant obvious clear collusion type stuff where teams are dropping everybody from their rosters or you see somebody trade Jalen Rager for Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. You just kind of, these are the things that happen. Um, if we go through every week and, and call out inefficiency, calling out this and that, it probably just would make for a, a non-fun league. So I just empathize. This is a tough time and there are going to be people who are left out based on somebody not setting the proper lineup and sometimes life just happens. So it's just tough. It's it's tough. It puts commissioners in a tough bind, but you got to know the type of league and know the people that you're in the league with from the start. Yeah, I think if you're, I mean, obviously we're probably too late to do anything for this year, but as we get into startup season, which will lead into our main topic for tonight, but as you're forming a new league, a lot of people are going to wait till this season's over and then it's like, I'm going to start a new league, whether they join one, or whether they're thinking about starting their own. If you've never commissioned, it's not something you just go, I'm going to commission a league. You got to be prepared. You got to be prepared to answer, you know, the one out of 12 in the league that's going to challenge you on everything. That they're going to say, Ray, why is it not in writing? And if it's not, it's not fair that you make a decision. So I do think you need to set the expectation that, A, not everything's going to be in the bylaws. Look at last year's Buffalo Cincy game. Commissioners had to go and say, I'm making a decision. Whether they voted on it, whether they asked people that they trusted on what they should do, whether the league mates just decided, hey, 
clearly nobody could have foreseen this. So let's just all get on the same page and agree to give the money back or split it or whatever it is. Uh, but I think it's also important to establish a couple things. One, you have to have, I, I guess, a, a, a ruler of the law when it comes to the final decision. I'm a commissioner. You're a commissioner. Ultimately, I think you and I in the Heisman Leagues, if we had to step in and say, this is how it's going to go, that's how it would go. Right. And you may say, well, that wasn't defined in the bylaws, but for the betterment of the brand, the league, I think we would be in a position to say, you know what, at, whether it's a $200 buy-in or the prize is a couple grand or whatever, I'm not going to trump that in my own personal interests to make the decision. If it's ruining the league, we'll just make the decision and go, if you don't like it, then see ya. So I, we don't want to get to that. I don't want to have to call Ray and be like, Ray, we got to just nuke this or we just got to fix this because it's egregious. We're trying to work it out before that. But I think you ultimately have to have something in your bylaws that say, in the end, it's my league. I will do what I want to do if it's for the betterment of the league, period. Even if everybody says that's not defined or that's not fair. So you have to have a way to make the final determination. And I think that's even better when you have a group of people that you can make the final determination. Hey, we got three people. These three people are all going to vote privately if it comes down to that. And they're going to come to decision. It's like a jury. Like ultimately you can sway, you can argue, you can pitch your, you know, whatever you think should happen, but you have to have somebody that can make the final decision. And, I, and it would have to be above and beyond the interests of you and I's individual buy-ins or you and I's individual interests in the league. So yep. you just got to have something in place that says if shit totally hits the fan, it's going to get fixed this way. And if you don't like it, give you your money back, you're out of the league, whatever. Like if it comes to that, you got to have a, a resolution. You can't just let it sit. That's right, baby. That's why I rule like 45, baby. I rule like 45. Whenever I say, hey, this is just what it's going to be, that's just what it is, man. But that was a good segue into next season, after the fantasy playoffs are over, after we're done with the 2023 season, Scott. I'm sitting back, man, and we look across the NFL landscape right now, no Justin Herbert, no Joe Burrow. You got players like Kyron Williams, Keaton Mitchell, all these randos scoring points, having value right now. But I always want to look ahead. And I think Ryan McDowell posted his, I don't know if they had done some startup mocks or he was just anticipating what the first round of Dynasty startups would look like next year. But I thought that'd be a great topic for us to dive into today. We've got a lot of people in the chat Right now, asking questions. We'll get to some of those prioritized by Super Chats towards the end of the show. And we are going to go and account for the, the the tardiness that we had to start the show. But Scott, I want to do it, man. I, this is something that is a fun exercise. I think there's it's a valuable exercise. So damn it, we're going to do it today. We are going to go through, I don't know what we're going to do or how much, but talking through the theory of a super flex, what are we doing? We're going just a 12-team PPR, you know, half-point tight end premium, so 1.5 tight end premium, super flex, nothing too crazy, pretty standard stuff. But what I want to do, Scott, is go through it and talk through what we think, how it should go, who's ranked where. Let's give the damn people what they want this holiday season and give some mock drafts, man. And I think talking through the theory Behind all of this is what's most important. So let's not belabor the point. Let's get right to it, man. We're at the top of a draft, just a regular 
traditional snake draft, and you're sitting at the top of the board, and it's super flex, and you're excited because you got the 101, 102, 103. What you normally do is you just fire up quarterback and you roll with that. Is there anything that's happened this year that makes you think a little differently about 12 straight quarterbacks, six, eight, nine straight, straight running uh, wide receivers, whatever the case is, let's just go through the obvious. 101, 102, 102. At what point do you look for another position? So let's. I'm, I'm going to give you the floor because you are the roster construction king. I'm just crowning you. You are the roster construction guru. So just talk about it. We don't have to go one, two, three, four, but at what range of a startup? Do you think we should start looking at a non-quarterback position in Superflex? Well, before I start, I'm just going to say this. Everybody enjoy this because you are not going to see Ray and I doing snake drafts <laughs> very often. No. So, someone asked in the chat, auction or auction or snake, we're still going to go auction, auction, auction. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody's in the auction. Not everybody has the time to do it. So you got to cater to, you know, the, the masses when it comes to the snakes. So. What you and I do is probably pretty similar. When we get to a new league, we're probably going to the war tool. I always go to the war tool, destinationdevy.com. Literally, it's right there. And pull up. I look at the three-year average war. So I'm just looking at, and when the season ends, it'll be updated to include 2023. So you're going to be able to see, you know, essentially what this has looked like the last three years uh, for the league. So I go through and I look at, okay, what does that look like position by position? And you can filter it by each position as well. But mm -hmm. just looking at this, and this is not just because I think one of the things, you know, doing some of the war stuff that I did last year, mm -hmm. one of the flaws was, is one season of data, right? Not a big enough sample size, right? right? Like right. his one year, 2022 versus 2023 could be slightly different. But I think if we're looking at a three year aggregate, that's a better sample size to say, all right, it's going to be somewhere in this range. So just to answer your first question, the first thing I notice on here is I'm probably going quarterbacks just because quarterbacks are going to be the most insulated assets. They're the highest valued assets. But right there, you can see the war starts to dip and flatten right around QB4, QB5. Mm -hmm. And then there's a bunch of them that kind of level off inside the top 10, top 15, getting into that kind of QB dead zone that we talked about like a month ago, right? Mm -hmm. But that basically should be your roadmap of, all right, probably going to go two, three, maybe four QBs to start. And we all probably okay. know who those are going to be. Well, so let's, Mahomes, just, let's, just do, let's just do it. And we don't care about the order, right? It's going to be some combination of Mahomes, what, Allen? Mahomes, Allen, probably Hurts. And let's just say for the sake of arguments, there's going to be somebody that says Stroud's their QB4 or Burrows, their QB4. Let's just put one quarterback in there. You pick whatever one. Let's go Stroud. Right? Burrows hurt. Burrows hurt. CJ Stroud. Yeah, put Stroud in there. That's probably who would people would pick. So right okay. there. Now we're getting to the point where I'm not saying don't draft a quarterback. However, in years past, what would we have done? Man, I didn't get a top four pick. I didn't get a top three pick. I'm probably looking at the quarterbacks first. And I oh, think yeah. I'm looking at the QBs first because of the value insulation and whatnot. But that what that war line tells me is these are getting into the risky picks where I better be right. Because if I'm not, there's going to be somebody that's getting, you know, go follow that line, Ray, all the way down to QB 
10, 12, mm -hmm, 15. Mm -hmm. And that's just historical results. We're not talking about market value. There's guys like Purdy and Dak this year that Correct. were buried there or lower. And you got, you know, this high end top 10, top five production out of those guys. And you're smashing the people that drafted Lawrence, Herbert, Burrow, you know, Lamar even. So I think this is where you're getting into danger territory, where if you choose to pivot, you mm -hmm. can justify going, man, if I get a top five receiver or better and they yes, hit sir. There, look at the war there. Also, and this is where I'll kick it to you in terms of how you would play a snake because you never play snakes. So I'm curious no. if you still have these skills in your brain. I think because of what happened this year with Lawrence struggling, Herbert injured, A. Rich injured, Burrow injured. Lamar's been good, but not great. Fields has been hurt. So I think a lot of those quarterbacks that occupied that top 10 last year, Watson, didn't even mention him, right. they've fallen. Mm -hmm. And some of the guys have come from below that, Purdy, Dak, Correct. Jared Goff, they've come Correct. up to him. I think the community is viewing this as a flatter range to where if you said, hey, you know what, I'm going Justin Jefferson at 105. I think there's a better shot than in years past that people continue to follow that, right? comes back to you in the second and third, you may get, you may get a Tua. You may get a Purdy in round two and round three and looking at these war graphs, do I really want to take a QB at 105 when well, I can start Jefferson and two top 15 QBs? Well, let's I talk. probably got better bang for my buck. Well, let's talk about it really quickly. So on the site, you could yep. go and just to put some names with positional values, the positional slots that we're talking about right now, Top four quarterbacks in, and in, in, in trust me when I tell you this, ah, oh, this isn't my league. It is for any standard 12-team league with these scoring formats. Doesn't matter the platform you play on. It could be on Flea Fick, Flickr, newspaper. If it's these settings, this is what it is. There's no, doesn't matter, right? Right now you're talking about Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy. Those are your top five quarterbacks through week 13, 14 that we've played in war per game. Okay. Total war, what they're doing on the season. Total war. All right. So you go to sleeper and this is happening. You're sitting at the 105. What most people will do, Scott, you got Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, Fields, Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, just those five quarterbacks. Okay. And you can't, we move ourselves away. You can't see him there. I'm going to get this off the screen. They know who we are. But there goes your there goes your five quarterbacks right there. I'm just asking you, screw the war for a second, all right? Screw it. I don't care about the data, Scott. I don't care. You're sitting at 105. Are any of those quarterbacks just theoretically worth that slot right there? Like, if, can I put Burrow there? Is Herbert better than a Justin Jefferson at that spot in Superflex where – I mean, people are going to be terrified if they don't take a quarterback early, man. Is that truly a viable strategy when you're sitting at the 105? Can, can we, can for the sake of this exercise, can I slot Burrow in at 105? I feel like Burrow with Chase is, I think it's him and Stroud well, right there. I, I, so here's, here's the point that I think we're both trying to get at is, yes, there is going to be somebody that goes, well, I didn't get a top four pick. I'm just going to take my next QB. However... You just named six players that you might put into that that tier, right? Yeah. So immediately my brain goes, man, I really don't want to be the first guy to pick there. Okay. Because okay. the okay. guy at the nine or 10 spot 
Good point. Kind of is is getting a similar player, and I understand that the the variance of, and maybe this is where you say, all right, it, the guy I would really take if I'm trying to match Hertz or Allen or Mahomes, it might be Anthony Richardson. Honestly, well, that's what. But, we got a comment. We got a comment that says a rich all day right here. He's taking a rich here all day. Well, so I think what's going to happen is you're going to, this is going to be the, this, the four pick or the five pick is going to be the pick that kind of starts to dictate the flow of the draft, right? If you see QB, 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 now you're going, okay, if I'm at eight or nine, what's going to happen? They're going to go, man, there's only a couple that I have in that top tier. So they may continue to take them. But let's just say, let's play this out a different way, right? Just to see if the psychology is different. Let's go team five is sitting here thinking like you and I. They're very comfortable with uh, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, and a bunch of backups like I've been talking about on the roster construction series. Right. right? I don't need to take Look at this. Sam Howell. Sam Howell, six in total war. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. So let's go. Let's go Justin Jefferson at 105. Plug it in. We'll just see how this plays out. All right. Now the guy at 106 goes, well, you know, he took a a wide receiver there. That pushes. That's. Two more picks closer to when I pick again because he didn't take a quarterback. So right. I'm going to live dangerously here at six. I'm going to go Jamar Chase here at six. So slot in Jamar Chase. Throw him in there. And then Team Seven's going, man, I really like the idea of maybe stacking that Dak and Lamb in the mid-second if no, the quarterbacks keep falling. No, I'm stopping you. I gave you okay, two. Okay, okay. I'm stopping okay. you. No. Okay, let's Now we're let's going stop. quarterback. Okay, let's go QB, and how many QBs you think will go here before someone would consider a receiver? Well, two, three for, more? Well, f- first of all, I was too dismissive of C.D. Lamb. Let me let me stop and go back really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I haven't looked, and we can go look at the war in a second, but I think most Dynasty gamers feel like there's a big cutoff right here. Those two are the top two, and there's a tier break. I have no idea. Let's. I, I. I have no idea. We got to refresh the damn tool, Scott. We're well, going to see if there's a big. Is the is is one hundred seven CD Lamb the right play? Like that's my real. Qu- is CD well, Lamb one hundred seven the right here's play? Here's the thing. You are asking the opposite question that we asked last year, right? Was Trevor Lawrence at the one hundred seven the right play last year? And it was. No one really talked about why it was the right play, other than well, he's QB seven, and he's the next guy up. And the process says to hit it. And I'm doing the opposite now. I'm saying, I do I love CeeDee Lamb more valued than Anthony Richardson, than all those QBs that are right. still on the board? Not necessarily. But if I'm looking at building my squad, what happens here if I, I kind of surprise people and take CeeDee Lamb? What does mm-hmm. that do to the next 10 picks that go off the board before I pick? Now, Can I- if it goes 10 QBs, I, I probably made the wrong bet because now I'm going to be struggling. Oh. I'm going to have to reach at QB. But you get the point. I think that's the – this is the game theory spots. I think these mid-round picks are where you start to dictate what everybody else does, just like people did last year in these spots when they said, well, you know, I don't really like Herbert as much as Jalen Hurts, but he's there. So I'm just going to keep hitting it. And that's what people did. QB, 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 QB. You get to 111, it's 10 straight QBs. That team is forced to pivot out. So we got it pulled up just so we know Tyreek Hill, number one, total war right now. We all know it. He's 2,000 yards. Yeah, yeah. Number two, CD Lamb. Yep. So right after that, you got Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown. So back to the, the initial question. 
if you're comfortable enough taking Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson there, I mean, CD's about as elite as it comes. I mean, I, I think I was too dismissive of hell no. We're, we're, we're stopping here at Jamar Chase when I'm just asking the question, Scott Connor, is there a case to be made that CD Lamb is just as valuable as Justin Jefferson with no quarterback plan in place and Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow, who's phenomenal, but is is what we've witnessed or, or witnessing from Lamb right now, does he deserve to be here? Because, I, I mean, you're looking at the production and the war's telling you, hell yeah, he should be. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially if they re-up Dak, what's the difference between Burrow Chase and Dak CD? You know what I mean? It's it's it pers- it's name cachet. It's taken the community a little while to catch up to that. But what CD's put on wax this year and how good Dak's played, I, I don't think the gap is nearly as crazy as people thought it would be. And I think the key thing there, it isn't about the player. I, would most right. people trade CD Lamb for Jamar Chase? Yes, they'd rather have Chase. But I think it. this is, again, these are the key spots where you are starting to dictate the board and you are starting to build out your team. And honestly, right, if we're going to talk wide receivers, probably most people's wide receiver four is going to end up being Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison. maybe even wide receiver three. And right. guess what you also have if you draft the 101 here and not the the pick, not the player. You, have, you, you draft in the pick. What do you also have there? You got the flexibility to go. Marv is in the Marv is in the chamber, or what or, if I have to pivot and I could take a QB? And that QB Caleb, is yep. that is Caleb really that different than Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow? I mean, there's risk, sure, but I think the 101, given where the landscape is right now, QB and wide receiver heavy, that 101 is going to slot in somewhere in here because the person goes, you know what? I don't got to bet on an individual player. Even if I end up having to draft Caleb Williams at QB5 or Marvin Harrison at QB4, the flexibility and potential movement of that pick might even be worth it. So me, me I'd be locking in one of them kickers here. Let let me ask you this. Right now, in a dynasty league, you have Tua on your roster. He is your QB2. He's your QB2. Mm -hmm. Would you trade CD your Tua for CD Lamb straight up? We're not talking leverage, but would you make that move in a super flex league straight up? Yes, hundred percent. Especially in in this format, this standard yep. four minus yep. one, hundred percent, a hundred percent. The war, the war tells Justin, the entire story. J- Justin, I'm just rattling off some quarterbacks, and some are easy yeses. Trevor Lawrence, yes. Justin Fields. Yes. Easy. Yes. Justin Herbert. I think the Herbert Burrow Stroud range is Lamar range is where you're starting to get into that. That's a debate. And Anthony, it's probably more based on your market. Anthony Richardson. Richardson. Too. Okay. Yep. Richardson right, so, too. so I do agree with you with the first four picks. I, I do wonder how people are going to treat Jefferson chase. I've already, I've seen some silly deals with Jamar Chase of late and Jefferson. But I I agree with you that those three there. But let me ask you, all right? Two is the quarterback next year. He is the guy next year. You want to win. Tyreek Hill's still out there too, Scott. And I don't feel like he's slowing down anytime soon. Now, maybe there's some injury stuff starting to pile up that have people concerned. But you're at the 108 spot. You're at the 108. 
Where's the pivot point now? Are, are we back at quarterback? Is it an A.J. Brown? Is it a Tyreek Hill? Is it an Amon Ross St. Brown? Potentially a Garrett Wilson? I think we're both of the mindset that we're not even thinking about tight end right now, right? It, it is not even, hadn't nope. even registered yet. Not even not even on the radar. Running back nope. and tight end, not, maybe, maybe we get later. But right now we're focused on wide receiver quarterback. Is that, are we in lockstep there? Yep, and I think that that's how it's going to play out probably for the next six to eight picks. You're gonna the 101 is gonna be in there. There is gonna be okay. somebody that Do you goes, think that's I get the, the 108. Choice. Is that 108? I, I agree with the comments that that I think the 101 would go over CD Lamb in a lot of leagues. All Once right. we get well, to then, that season, it's locking okay. it in. So put so in a we'll kicker. Say, we'll, we'll put in a kicker here. And I'll just say this, Scott. If I'm going to take, you know I'm a cowboy. So where's Aubrey at? Let's get Brandon Aubrey up here. I'm a I'm a fan. How do you spell his name? B R A N. Here's the thing: if I'm going to spend the 101, Scott, right. it's it, it's not. Add, there's no kickers in the lineup, so it's not going to show up. Just pick a rando. Pick oh, a rando. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. I got one for I got one for the culture. You're going to search for, for five minutes for Brandon Aubrey. Hey man, hey, leave me up. alone. Leave me alone. Let me get my guy in here for the uh for the culture. Boom, there it is. So that's a that is 101. It will not be for a quarterback, Scott. I'm not drafting effing Caleb Williams at the 108 in a dynasty startup. This right. pick is one player and one player only. It's Marvin Harrison Jr., which, again, risky, but it ain't for Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Let's just make that clear, right? Yep. Okay. And, well, and especially if you see the board that looks like this, you're – that's some major projection if you're saying I'm taking Caleb Williams Absolutely. at the 101 over Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. You know no. what I mean? That That's the flaw. So I think that yes. we're not going to make that mistake again. No, sir. I do think after this pick, this is where the teams at the back end are probably going. I mean, Ray, the team at 111 or 112 right now, they're sitting there going, damn, dude, I may get Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow back to back. Like they're yeah. they're sitting there scheming, going, man, I may be able to get what I had to pay an arm and a leg for last year. You know, I had to trade up my second and third to get in back into the first to get one of those right. guys at one hundred eight or one hundred seven. Right. Now they're probably looking at like, damn, those guys are going at the back end of the first. So I do think we would see, I don't know, what five, six more quarterbacks go off the board potentially, well, at least it, two it, or three. Well, let's look at the three-year WAR average, and I mean. God. Probably at least two or three. So let's 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 just do this. Joe Burrow's going to come off the board, right? Like Joe Burrow is Bur- going to be one of them. I think Burrow, A. Rich, Herbs, and Lamar. Right. I, I think right. those are the next tier. All right, let's go Herbert. We'll go Lamar, and then we'll throw A. Rich there. And again, this isn't this isn't flushed out order. We're just kind of putting the QBs in the ranges. So there you go. This would be, or what we think, or project, or at least right now, December the 13th, a first round would look like. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, C.J. Stroud, some combination of those four quarterbacks, followed by four receivers, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, and the 101 that we reiterate again is Marvin Harrison Jr., Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Anthony Richardson round out uh, round out the first round. Any, I mean, again, you can mix these quarterbacks up how you like, but this seems pretty. No running back, Scott. No RBs. No Bijan Robinson. Really quickly, because I want to get to round two because that's going to be interesting. Why no Bijan Robinson in round one? I think the 
I mean, look at this. Hey, well, look at the war. Look at that. RB1, 4.18 on the season. I mean, that's pretty freaking high if you have the RB1, Scott. Hey. It is, but I think just the malaise of the running back position, you got probably seven of the top 20, 25 running backs that are hitting free agency. You have a weak running back class, which means people are not going to be able to go out just draft running backs. So I think the market, at least early on in the offseason, a lot more people are going to play the game of chicken at running back. Oof. So I, I just don't Oof. think anyone's going, I'm building, a, I'm building around a running back. And so I think just not, just not in consideration. Someone may do it. But let's let me rattle these names off for you, O'Connor. Christian McCaffrey. You, that, that's that's the one, that, right? That's the one. That that's the guy where that's the that is the the fly on the wall in every draft of like who where where is it going to go? Do you know what I mean? That okay. that is the guy. It's last year's Travis Kelsey. Everyone knows what, he, but he's impossible to value in dynasty because the person that has him has him for a specific reason, and they're going to be the one that drafts him at the end of the second of the startup. Well, other people, just, I don't even want him. Let me give y'all some some realistic view of what's happened at running back. I'm just going to rattle off the top eight names right now. All right, got look, look at that line, Ray. I, look I at that it. line. Look it's one that. dude and then a flat line. I mean, does that not line. speak volumes? Yes. Go ahead. And and here's the line: Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert, old, Travis, old. E Travis Etienne. Okay, Kyron Williams, Rando. Rashad White, kind of Joe rando, Mixon, old Derrick Henry, old. Jameer Gibbs. You got him at nine. Yep, and Saquon Barkley. And look how old. flat. And what's the Saquon Barkley? And then we got back here. You got Kenneth Walker, Swift, B. Rob Cook. I mean, it's yes. Okay. So what I'm going to do is ask you this before we go to round two. Could you slot Christian McCaffrey in somewhere in the first round? And would it be you're saying no, still you can't do it. Just I wouldn't. Now, okay. The thing is, you may see a Bijan pick. You may see a Tyreek or Christian McCaffrey pick go somewhere in the next eight to ten picks. So I do think in realistic drafts where somebody is not looking at it at through the microscope that we are, you're gonna see a McCaffrey in round two. You're gonna see a Tyreek at wide receiver five. Like you're gonna see those. So my takeaway, Ray, is I'm looking at this board going, man, if there would have been one mistake pick, you're looking at a Lamar Jackson, Anthony Richardson double tap at the end. How about that? How about that? That is yeah. something last year you'd had to pay through the nose. And now it's realistic that you could double tap QB. So if you're still stick stuck on, I want the two elite QBs, like the, the place to do it maybe at the, the place you didn't want to pick last year, right? I yeah, didn't want to be on the end. I didn't want to be at the end. No, screw that. I I got I had to settle for Dak Prescott. I didn't want that. You know, I don't want that one eleven and the <laughs> best settle. Yep. Yeah, the best quarterback I can get was Dak Prescott. All right, so we got one twelve. Anthony Richardson. It is a snake. So if you're there, you've got your a rich. Are you are you looking at T Law Tua? Dak, Kyler, best available receivers. You got A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, Tyreek, and then you got Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. So where are we going? What's next? 201. So, yeah, I think if you're in this spot, you and the next three picks after you, again, you're able to now dictate what the rest of the draft is going to do. And 
I'd probably looking at that war, you see how flat it is. But really, if I'm drafting a second QB here, it is a guy where I go, okay, he's QB nine or 10 off the board, but I can see a realistic scenario where he cracks that top five. He gets up to where those blue receivers are, right? Okay. So I think this is where you have to you have to be meticulous on which names you're willing to bet on. Trevor Lawrence, probably not. That feels like I'm just drafting myself into another QB that's going to go yep. mid, late second, early third. All right. Dak, I, th- I think Dak is a better version of Trevor Lawrence, but I'm still not going to bet on Dak to crack the top two or top three in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me, but he's been in the league for seven years. I'm not going to bet no, on him. No, he's not, not going to do it. Kyler? Kyler with Someone Marv. said in the chat, take a Ky- shot on Kyler, especially yep, especially if they're hey, going to end up getting Marv. Kyler, I'm maybe. going to yep. say a name that people are not going to like, but I've been on the name, and I'm not moving off of this stance. Why are we not talking about Brock Purdy right here? I think Purdy's in there. I think Tua's in there. I, I think the I'm point ta- is— I'm, taking, I'm, I'm just saying for, for, for the people listening, I'm taking Purdy before I take Tua. And it's, for me— it, it, it that, that didn't even feel like a hot take. It doesn't feel well, I'm taking Brock Purdy over Tua. Let me ask you this. The other consideration would be whether you and I would do it right now is a different story. I guarantee somebody there with Lamar, Richardson, Herbert, or Burrow, they're also going, man, I'd love to pair Burrow with with Caleb Williams because he's a lot of people's QB six, five. You know what I mean? This is where somebody could go double tap QB and I think you do have to analyze Caleb Williams versus Kyler Murray, Let's Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Brock you want, Purdy. You want it, so you I want do, to think, do it? I think the I think the 102, whether you like Caleb or he's your QB one or not, he goes in this range 100. Cool. percent So I think we just cool. put him in there. Cool. So we'll uh we'll just add we'll just put some quarterback in there for him, man. Let's find a QB with a Caleb name. Who's a QB named Caleb? Caleb McDonald. I saw that. Caleb McDonald. So we'll add. Caleb McDonald. I, see, I think the, the placeholder QB should all be all bad GQ draft calls. Who oh, else can okay. we come up with who here? Else, who is another bad call? Oh, I mean, he's not a rookie. Can I go veteran bad call? We're not going to pick him anyway. Can I Can I put a veteran bad yeah. call? He's probably yeah, the worst yeah. he, one this season for me. The, the worst one, man. Good Lord. He did nothing for you this year. I'm sorry okay. if you drafted Daniel Jones. Uh, all right, you got to replace that one, Ray. That that will confuse people. That will, you got to okay, put a dog okay, in okay, there. You got to okay. put a dog. You in need there. A, an it's absolute be, uh, dog. Um, okay, I got one. I got one. I got one. A perfect. A hundred. There we go. All right, just yep. humiliate me tonight. Okay, so we've got Isaiah Spiller, aka the 102, Caleb Williams. So you got Anthony Richardson, Caleb Williams, which feels high upside, but good lord, this this feels like when we were going. Fields, uh, Trey Lance, you know what I mean? Like this, this could be that as well. So you've got the rookie QB one. Do you think that would entice the Lamar manager or the Herbert or Burrow manager to go? I want that Drake May. It's the last upside. Do you think we would see that, or is it one of the quarterbacks that are remaining right now? I think the person that picks next with Lamar, if they choose to double tap QB, I don't know who your next up would be, but let's say it's Trevor Lawrence or Kyler. If they choose to do, it'd be Kyler. Mine would be Kyler Murray. Okay, so we go Kyler there and there because they're just going. Hey, I never thought I'd be able to build a Lamar Kyler team in this market, but here we are. So now the Herbert manager is going. All right, next wide receiver is probably AJ Brown or Amon Ra, but let's just say they go. You know what? I'm not letting 
the Chase Jefferson Lamb teams get a quarterback. And so I'm just going to take the next one up. So I'm going to hit Trevor Lawrence. T-Law. Boom. We go Trevor Lawrence there. Mm-hmm. Now, my question, you got Purdy, you got Dak, you got Tua still on the board. You also have the 103 pick, which somebody will go rookie heavy and take the 103 in the second round, most likely. Where does this run stop, though, Ray? Where does this run stop to where it's like, all right, the next best player on the board, regardless of you know what, whatever everybody else Here, is doing, is right. not a QB? Here's... here's Here's my, and and we're projecting. I'll just say ahead. this: if we, there's probably five or six more QBs in the entire league. I know that fit, I was, I, that, fit I, listen, that flat war line, and if I don't get those guys, I'm Scott, screwed. This is my point. Is this man? I think we played that game way too close to the edge this year, and we fell mm-hmm. off the damn cliff. Right? Oh. Yep. It's okay if I just roll out Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, these these lower Derek Carr, Desmond Ritter, and all season you've been on pins and needles or you've been underwater drowning with those guys. And I think the market is going to probably overcorrect for those mistakes of this past season. But I agree. I don't want to play the game where I've got a strong team and the thing that's holding me back is because I waited on Will Levis to be my QB2, or I thought Derek Carr was good enough, or, you know, and at some point, the Geno Smith-Kirk Cousin run is going to end, and I don't want it to end on my watch. So I don't think that I would forego quarterback. So I think at this point, with A, the QB1 off of the board from 2024, Kyler T-Law off the board, people, no matter what happens, and under this assumption Justin Fields is on the move. I think people are looking right now at, man, I don't want to roll into this season with Jefferson and Daniel Jones. I don't want to have to roll into this season with with Jordan Love as my QB1. So I think it's going to be QB, QB, QB for at least a couple of picks. So let's just do this. We're going to set this right here, and we are going to lock in, Scott. We're going to lock in Tua, and this is in no particular order. We're just locking in Tua. We're going to lock in. I still don't think people are going to gravitate towards Dak Prescott. So let's go to another GQ bust. Uh, who's a who's an awful well, no, play? That I, was. I, I, well, let me pivot here because I do okay. think if we're in, if this is where you need to know your league, you've said okay. it for years. If I'm in a Heisman league, okay. If I'm in a league that's even not all Heisman members, it's just people that I know are fairly tapped in. If they see what we just talked about. These four teams here that do not have a QB, right? They know that it's going to be ugly coming back if they don't take one. Yes. Right? So you're either committing oh, yeah. to, you know what, I'm going to punt QB and I'm going to try to patchwork it together, or, man, I really didn't want to take Dak Prescott here, but, but he's but, the next one up. So, so okay. I think if it's you and I in this spot, because didn't we start saying, hey, we're willing to kind of gamble and go Jefferson, Chase, C.D. Lamb, yes. right? Yes. It wasn't the purpose of that is to kind of play chicken and force some of the QBs to fall to us on the Correct. next pick. Correct. And what happened? Eight QBs went. So now <laughs> our bluff got called. Yep. And I, if I Even have, in the mock, it got called. Even in the damn and, mock, it got called. Right. And But if yep. I have these guys here... You gotta go, Dak Prescott. Here, you absolutely you gotta. well. Well, and, 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 at the, and you're at taking spot, Dak probably because the next guy has CD Lamb. So I do think he's the next QB right there. You think Dak would be the next QB right here with the Marvin Harrison Jr. 
I think some order of, and if it's you or I, because we're a little higher on Purdy probably, if the market isn't like just wild, wild west, I think if it's four pragmatic managers here that started receiver, you're going to get some combo of Dak, Brock Purdy. I can squint and say Justin Fields. And I bet you I you can squint think, and say someone. You can squint I think and some, see Fields. Really? I think Ray, this is crazy, but I think someone may also take that 103 because they're going to get to pick between Jaden Daniels or Drake May, and that's the I, next I, QB right there. 103 was definitely coming off for me, so let's just take it let, off the let's board. Do, let's do this. Let's take 103 off of the board. Um, Gosh, we got to go back a couple years. Who can we throw up there? Uh, good Lord. Who? Ray G. Ray G. Here goes hyped. one. Here goes one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So Antonio Gandy Golden is uh 103 for everybody because we've seen some there's some what do you, what the hell's going on in the comments uh, about right. who those picks are. But yeah, so that, so that's, that would um, essentially be Drake May or Jaden Daniels. It's Drake May, Jaden Daniels, QB three. I think the key is it's the choice between the two, which holds cool. a little more weight. I get to see where they land and then pick my QB two. All right. So at this point with Jamar Chase, at some point I, I think we Brock Purdy needs to be one of these next two picks. Listen, man. If you're Jamar I, Chase or Justin say? Jefferson, what? what what's oh, the he's, market he's right, say? He's he's right there. I would say it's okay. the draft pick. It's Brock Purdy, and it's probably the next up would be Bryce Young or Justin Fields. And that. So my question is, let's lock in Purdy because if it was you, you'd be taking Purdy over Bryce Young and Justin Fields, no question, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Purdy's up here. Yeah. I'm. 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 Kyler, and then it's probably Purdy Lawrence for me, and probably Purdy because I just. I believe in that scheme and team and all of that good stuff. If that's you, he's gone. So my question yes. is, what does the Jefferson manager here do? It's you don't a, want Bryce Young. Tough, I don't. You don't want Bryce Young. I, I don't want Bryce Young either. But that. But this is what you see in these startups, right? Everybody is basically calling everybody else's bluff. And now that you locked in, let's say you're that team that locked in Burrow to a Lamar, Kyler, Herbert Lawrence. You're just sitting back. And you're smiling every time you're another chilling. QB goes off the board. You're going, please take Russell Wilson. Correct. Please take Deshaun Watson. Watson. Please take Bryce Young. Keep hitting them so that when it comes back to me, oh, what did you leave me at the end of the third? I don't know. You left me Christian McCaffrey. You know what I mean? Like that. I mean, that's where you kind of navigate there. this. Bijan, I know. Let, let me just, Bijan's still on the board. CMC still on the board. You go to the receivers. A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, yeah, all still on the board. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I this think if, I, right if here, I'm the, they, if they I'm, go I'm rogue, going receiver. They go, a, receiver. They go A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. They go rogue. They're punting. This is the punter. AJ He's Brown. just taking receivers. Yep. 100%. A.J. Brown. At, the, at this point, I feel better about the asset acquisition of A.J. Brown than I do. I'm Jordan Love, uh, Daniel Jones, even Watson to a degree, which I thought of, but I just can't take Watson here. A.J. Brown's the pick. Let's go. A.J. Brown is the pick. And let me just pause you real quick because we, we're we literally doing a mock exercise, right? Yeah. But this happens every year in startups. How wild is it when you would go to a trade market in a league that we already have, Ray, and we're debating Bryce Young versus Amon Ra St. Brown? That's wild, right? But then you get in a yeah. startup and people are chasing their tail going, oh my God, if I don't take Bryce Young, keep trade cut, says he's quarterback 15. There's already been how many off the board? If I don't take him here, I'm screwed. 
Yeah. And what that's when you go back to the war and you go, dude, you're not screwed. You're actually you're saving yourself from the the orphan that's going to be created next year because you took Bryce Young over how many more insulated assets where you wait a couple months and you go, hey, who wants A.J. Brown? Guarantee you can get a quarterback plus for A.J. Brown if you just wait a little bit. But in the moment in the startup, people panic. They see that board. If I don't get, if I don't get a quarterback there, I, I, I got to take one. I, if I don't get one, I'm going to be screwed. And the reality is you're basically now just playing chicken and waiting for everybody else to I say, mean, all right, I don't really, really want to take Bryce Young either. This is where, for me, I, I feel like, man, I feel like this, Scott. If you take Justin Fields here, you know what it feels like? One of the leagues that we did last year where I took Daniel Jones right around the same spot in this range yep. in the second round, and... The bet You're convincing was yourself he, of the rushing floor, Ray. You, man, and, all he needs and, is that and, floor. And under this assumption in this exercise, he's been traded. I, it's hard for me right now to, to, to envision a spot objectively where he gets traded, Scott, and he's the outright starter from day one. Like, right. maybe behind the scenes they've said it, but... They make it a public camp battle, and somehow the incumbent starter, Baker Mayfield, is just as good, if not better. So it's hard for me to pick Justin Fields here today with the assumption and understanding that he's going to get traded. We have no clue where, no idea how that situation plays out. And doesn't he feel like the type of asset that can go from here to here in a blink of an eye? That even on that new team, which they're going to have rights to his, to his contract his fifth year if this happens. If he stinks it up and they're not winning, like that, I, I don't know if I want to do that here, man. I don't know if I want to spend a second-round pick with my C.J. Stroud, with my Josh Allen, with my Patrick Mahomes to gamble on Justin Fields here. As crazy as this sounds, Scott, I feel better about Deshaun Watson than I do Fields. And Fields has 10 times more fantasy upside in his rushing ability, but... I think I'm looking at I'm looking at wide receiver. You still have Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson. I mean, you you start out Stroud, Hurts, Allen with I mean, is CMC on the board? Is is there any you're sitting there with Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen and CMC is staring down the barrel. I mean, you you're not considering that. Where do we go here? Let's round out this second round and just talk theory of what we've done. Well, I think it's important to also understand that you're correlating your team and you already made a big bet on one of these four quarterbacks with the first four picks, right? Yes. So if your immediate thought is, man, I'm weak at quarterback because I only have one, why the hell did you pick at the Correct. 101? So Thank you. I don't think you say, well, I mean, now if you want to try it, there's going to be one of these four teams that tries to double tap QB. They're going to think, man, Jaden Daniels is the next A-Rich or Justin Fields is going to get traded to Atlanta and he's going to smash. Like, There's going to be somebody that goes QB here. But I think if you've already made this bet, you've made the bet around, I'm probably going to have to roster construct in a way where, yeah, Josh Allen is my QB one, but my QB two, three, and four is some mix of Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, backup QBs. You know what I mean? Like I'm not prioritizing it unless it falls into my lap in the next two or three rounds after this because I'm not picking one at 211 or 210 or 209, and I'm not picking one at 302, 303, 304. There's too much war on the board there Way to go. Much. I'm just passing that up. So I'm going – We got somebody in the chat that says – Somebody said uh, 
Uh, Flowasaurus says, War says CMC. I mean, hell, if if this is a... We don't talk buy-ins and stuff, but there's something appealing about going, you know, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill. <sighs> you know what I mean? But you could do that, right? You could probably do that with that team, and now you're going, Ray, I just locked in a three-war guy at three positions. Now, that there's no trade insulation there, but that is a team that if it goes right, you're leaps and bounds ahead of the team that went Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. There's okay. no way they're going to catch up. You know what I'm saying? I'm loading the queue up with players that should probably be in I the think- range to come off the board. So we've got this kind of queue over here. In so- Let's start to fill them in. Let's fill in. We're- and we're only going through 212, and there's a reason for that. So we're only going four picks. Does Fields come off the board within the next four picks, in your opinion? With these quarterbacks, Stroud, Hurts, Allen, Mahomes, is Fields going to be paired with one of those quarterbacks? If I have one of these guys, I don't think the risk is worth it. I just don't. I think I've no. got a hammer. It's not worth it, right? I think someone would take that 104 because they'd look at someone like Daniels or May as like, I'd rather take them over Fields. So I think the 104 is in consideration. Uh, and I do think Amon Ross St. Brown and the way that the masses are going to react to Garrett Wilson being a top 24 receiver without Aaron Rodgers. I do think him, Amon Ra, and probably the 104 are three of these four picks. All right. So we're going to put a we're going to put a rookie here. You know, old GQ's got a lot of hits, so it's it's hard for me to to come up with some of these uh You know what's crazy, dude? I'm sitting here trying to rack cuz I mean, I've we've been friends for forever. I'm trying to sit here and go like, who did Ray really love that absolutely sucked? And I'm just trying to pick. I can't. Nothing comes up. Like, I, nothing I really I, comes into my mind big, of like, oh, the my big gosh. ones. People just talk about Rager because of the video and I know him and that was my boy. But I don't got a lot of just egregious ass calls out here, man. I got a pretty decent track record, but I'll go to let, let's just go to let's just go to somebody that I just like. Let's go Des Bryant. Let's just put Des Bryant right there. And that's going to represent the 104. So this is Jaden Daniels, Drake May at this spot right here. And then I do think. With Jalen Hurts. Someone said Traylon Burks, Ray. That would have been the one. Oh, you dirty dog. Who said Traylon (laughs) Burks? Who said Traylon (laughs) Burks, you dirty dog? Get out of here, man. He's he's, uh, he's still... Tamarion... I mean, I wasn't big, big on that. I I, I like Tamarion. Screw... That's old stuff right there. All right, we got 104. And I think the CJ Stroud team would love Jaden Daniels. Man, I got two young studs. This is great. So that makes sense. Jalen Hurts, you got to pair him with a receiver. How happy would you be at this point if you can get Amon Ra St. Brown and pair him with with Jalen Hurts? So we're going to put Amon Ra here at the two ten. Let's go ahead and do that. Where's our Where's our cue at? I don't I don't know. We'll put Amon Ra there at the two ten. You said Garrett Wilson. I I'm not even going to sell myself on Garrett Wilson, but I think the we talked about this on Trades in Five the other night. I think the narrative that Garrett Wilson performed with what he did this year. He's going to get steamed up to where, and I think it's a flawed narrative, right? Let's wait till 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers with the Achilles comes uh, uh, yes, back and smashes, yes, right? Like, yes. To just steam him up to where he should have been from the get-go, pretending like everything's just going to be peachy keen to start the year. I think it might be a, a little bit of hopium. But yeah, I think Garrett Wilson goes in that range. All I think right. wide receiver seven and eight I, is fair. And I am going to make the executive call that right here with four rookies off the board, 
you drafting Patrick Mahomes at the 101 and Christian McCaffrey still being there, like, at that point, dude, I'm just taking it. I'm just saying, give me McCaffrey, give me Mahomes. I know he's a 28-year-old running back, but he's 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 war breaker. Like, literally, he is war machine. So, And he's in the great offense. I'm going to put Kim, Christian McCaffrey in right there, which leaves. I'm just going to rattle some names, and we're not even going to discuss who would go in the early parts of this because I think we're going to continue this exercise, Scott. But Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs, Justin Fields, Watson, Bryce Young, receivers, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, Puka Nakua, still on the board, Brock Bowers, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Sam Laporta, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson. All of those players still available. One of the positions that I kind of want to read off that's left, let's just look at what quarterbacks are left. You got Fields, Watson, Bryce Young, Aaron Rodgers. Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Jordan Love, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Kenny Pickett, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Sam Howell, Will Levis. I mean, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield. It, it It is a very uncomfortable thought to go into for the team that started Jefferson and A.J. Brown in particular to be like, man, you know, you know, do but I you know what's reach, crazy, Ray, do I just reach re- or do I just lean into it? Do I just lean into it? You know? You just read off those QB names and think about how nuts it would have been six months ago if you would have read off those names as the next QB's off the board, right? And B. Yeah. John Robinson hasn't been picked yet. Right? I mean, I think about that. That that should just give people that watch to this a little more confidence that especially if you get one of those, if you choose the anchor QB, right? You, Ray always says, you Scott gets so lucky, he always draws that 101, 102, <laughs> 103, right? But if you do draw the 101, 102, 103, you get Josh Allen, you get Jalen Hurts, you get Mahomes. This is going to be, I think, a year where you can look in round four, five, six, and you're going, oh, I'll grab Jared Goff and Will Levis as my QB2 and QB3, and you feel good with it, right? You feel fine. But there's yes. no reason to go, man, let me buy that insulation with Bryce Young in the third and pass up yeah. McCaffrey, Tyreek, you know, any of the tight ends you might want to make. Jameer Gibbs, he was number two in war. We haven't even mentioned his name once. Nope. So, so nope. it's like you you do that, and I think this year you're going to see the, the, the drop-off at QB where everybody is just – it's a game of chicken of who's the idiot that's going to take the next QB – because they're all the same, they all have some risk, none of them have value longevity. But man, if I end up with two of those guys as my QB two and three, and I already got Josh Allen, I can win with that. Easy. But In fact, most of my successful teams this year look like that. Jordan Love, Will Levis, Josh Allen. And I'm just going, ah, no big deal. I'll just find one to play every single week, and if it's got to be Jake Browning or Joe Flacco, like I can live with that. But where I'm missing out on the war is if I don't have it with Tyreek or I don't have it with the top-end receivers or running backs. That's where I'm losing the leagues, I think. And and just for to put face with to put face and name with theory that we're talking about, because some people may listen to this, I'm just going to rattle off the top 10 quarterbacks. We went through it with running backs, and this is just total war on the season this year in a standard 12-team PPR league, 1.5 tight end premium, four-point per passing touchdown. Josh Allen. At the top, Scott, number one. I'm going to just scroll the thing. You read the names, all right? Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott. 
Lamar Jackson. QB5, Brock Purdy. We got Sam Howe, QB6. Interesting. That's a, a sales pitch for some of those later guys. QB7, Justin Herbert. QB8, CJ Stroud. QB9, Patrick Mahomes. Interesting. They forgiven him for this year, 100%. QB10, Jordan Love. And then we'll round out the top 12. We got T-Law at 11, and number 12, we got Tua Tagovailoa. Tua. So and look how flat that is in that range, man. Look at that, you know? Interesting. Interesting. Um, you all can access this at DestinationDebbie.com. Highly recommend you do this. I know, Scott, you have just completed your roster construction series. You do a lot of stuff with roster reviews and and we do things at dd and and this is what we talk about in our discord 24 7 is theorizing around what to do how are other people going to react i always say one of the biggest edges in dynasty it ain't no damn tool it's not some ranking system it's not some adp it's understanding how people are going to react to certain situations how is the market going to react at the end of the season to Kyron Williams if the L.A. Rams draft Blake Corm in the fourth round. Has nothing to do with who's better or anything like that. But what is the market going to say when that Bucky Irvin gets, gets plopped in L.A.? How are they going to react to Mike Evans another year from now? Keenan Allen, they've, you've missed him in the playoffs. Oh, that injury-prone Keenan Allen. How are people going to react to news and moves? The hands-down, the biggest edge in fantasy football is a psychological game and you we, there's no better place i'm just i'm just going to say it than what we do at destination Debbie. so tap in what we do we're about to go to the discord right now continue the conversation with the community so highly suggest you go to dd.com get on the action ask your significant other your spouse save up your lunch money and uh, get yourself a christmas gift because i promise you the interaction that you got with us and our community will make you sharper. Anything you want to say, Scott, before we get out of here? I enjoyed this exercise, man. This was very good. And I think people like this joint. No, I think I'm actually uh, thinking about what I'm going to get Ray for Christmas this year. And I may pay one of Ray's buy-ins to a snake draft. I just want to see him Oh, execute my gosh. One. Maybe yeah. we'll do a, uh, a January yeah. AMA, Ray doing a live <laughs> sleeper snake draft. But no, the, it, I don't love snakes after you know all the stuff we've done with auctions. But I think this psychology, if I'm going to do a snake draft or two, Ray, it's going to be it's going to be earlier rather than later. I like the idea of doing it in January where we're trying to theorize, you know, are are these war difference makers going to last another year? Is this mm -hmm. QB going to get steamed up? Are the rookie picks going to be as valuable as we think they're going to be? Like to me, that's when I want to do it. So that's why we did this episode, because, dude, three, four weeks from now, week 18 of the NFL or NFL season. Fantasy playoffs are over. People are going to be going, hey, i got to start up. <laughs> start up. I'm ready. <laughs> got to start up after New Year. Let's go. So that's why we did this tonight. It was a great exercise. I had a lot of fun doing it. Appreciate everybody being here. Like I said, check out all the content on the channel, on the website. Follow Scott on Twitter. Holler at me on Twitter. And if you're in the Discord, I'll see y'all in five. Love y'all. Hit that thumbs up button and like on the way out. We out of here. Peace.